Hi, and welcome back to the Cheeky Podcast with your host, Cheeky Nick, Cheeky Chris, and Cheeky JB. Guys, how are you doing today? JB? Yeah, we're all good, mate. Nice early start here, as per always. Um, yeah, very interesting week we've just had. Another interesting week coming ahead, so everything's, everything's rosy right now. How are you, Chris? I'm good, thanks for asking. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, I just... It's 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 not it's not really got the charm as it anymore. Um, yeah, no, no, <laughs> no. Um, no, I'm good, JB. Um, yeah, just uh, yeah, really tired today. I, I don't know what it is with me. Just really tired, like stupidly tired. Oh, um, but are. apart from, <laughs> don't make <laughs> yeah. me yawn. Um, but apart from that, all all good. Um, yeah, excited about uh, what we've got planned for for you know the incoming week. It's going to be. Uh, very very interesting and uh yeah i'm i'm excited about it i'm really looking forward to to sharing some photos and maybe some some video footage of uh what we're doing in the week it's gonna be cool yeah it's cool it's cool what, what about you nick oh i am I, i'm very ill at the moment again i don't think i actually got better i just think it's the same illness it's just like it peaks up a little bit comes back down but uh yeah i feel like i've got the cold that's just won't won't leave me but uh otherwise not too bad thanks for asking uh, <laughs> uh never get old will it uh maybe it will um it's already old it's already old mate. it's already old <laughs> i know it's very old now it's not dark in this room but i am on the dslr camera that just doesn't want to seem to let enough light into the lens um so it looks really dark in here but i assure you it is not <laughs> it's bright um so maybe i need a new lens maybe this one's damaged or something i don't know um everything's like all the settings are auto because you know i don't understand camera settings so auto iso auto uh so yeah it's dark in here according to you guys but for me it's uh it's really bright uh, so not a migraine okay not a migraine not today i've got uh ulcers at the back of my throat which is giving me a really bad sore throat that's really painful painful to talk painful to talk yeah but uh ah we're not here to talk about my illnesses chris we're here to talk crypto and it's a slow news day there's not terribly too much going on in the crypto space according to the crypto uh mainstream media that's the thing mm. um should we should we mix it up then Mm. rather than rather than us selecting what to talk about should we just engage with the community and see what the community has question wise might as well yeah uh, obviously we, yeah. we did the ama yesterday right and some interesting topics mm. did come up yesterday uh yeah. you know, about uh various different things happening around the world and what our thoughts are on it and why we still feel that uh you know the rug's going to be pulled from retail investors soon uh, and the markets yeah. are going to start to to really kind of you know collapse back down um but yeah um yeah yeah so any questions uh, the market space is boring so probably means something big will happen at some point to shock us you do tend to find that there's quite a common pattern you know when when news starts to die down and you know we see maybe like a more stagnant time in the market, you do start to notice big volatile moves do come off the back of it. So we'll see, you know, obviously what, what um, maybe comes there. Uh, there is a prospect, I think, of a move to shock the space coming, but we see that quite regularly. It does happen, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I think 
I know what's gonna cause the the, the almighty crash and um yeah be uh, prepared for for a video next week because i've recorded it uh in preparation for us being away um where we sort of talk about the areas of uh financial markets that you know could potentially impact uh the traditional banking sector as well as uh the the crypto and stock market so uh yeah that, i think that we're waiting for for the fed to to, to make some moves um, will they uh, pause and and then uh, potentially uh, pivot? I think when they pivot, we we see that that almighty crash. But I do think that there's uh, something else that's going to be the the main catalyst for it. And there's already starting to to be cracks that that are appearing. Uh, and I do go into it in quite a lot of detail in in the video that I've got for for next week. So yeah, don't miss the videos next week. There's some there's some real corkers in there. Awesome corkers. Corkers, that's a, um, is that a northern word? I don't hear that very often. Well, I don't think it's a northern word. They probably don't know what is what it is up here. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm going. I'm going to. I'm going to a house party. Um, not like a. a I was going to say, what well, you go like sixteen again? Not, <laughs> not, not, not like a sixteen-year-old's house party, but you know, like uh, you know, forty-plus. Um, you know, go stand and chat in the the the, the garden, kind of. Um, cheese and uh, wine yeah cheese and wine sort of party and uh yeah i i, I like because i'm not from 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 these neck of the woods right i'm from from down south so uh it's always a it's always an interesting uh dynamic when i go to these things because everyone's like where are you from and it's it's just like that the whole the whole time <laughs> yeah, plus people yeah. don't understand what i'm saying half the time i, I mean I mean, imagine it's like me going to Scotland, right, and uh, going to Edinburgh or whatever, and so I well, need a translator. <laughs> on that note, um, I'm hearing in July that uh, there's going to be something going on in Edinburgh again. Really? Really. So uh, maybe we'll go to Edinburgh in July, maybe. Um, we'll speak to Cardano, uh, IOG, and, and, and see what the what the crack is but maybe we'll go down there maybe we're we'll explore whether we can spend some time with charles and and some of the other the other team members from from my ioj that'd be cool yeah that was sounds back at cool. <laughs> yeah charles was talking about it yesterday yeah uh, and there i am eagle-eared like yeah might have to uh tap you guys up at ioj and see see what's cracking see if we can uh, get another interview yeah, that'd be cool. He um, was talking the... about he was he was talking about all the the, the different um, businesses that he's running and uh, how best to 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 do content and you know what sort of content people like and stuff. Well, I like interviews with Charles because they're they're really engaging and quite um, quite cool. Yeah, I mean that's the kind of content that people want. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there you go, Charles. If you're watching, um, you know that's what the people want. The people have spoken. <laughs> yeah the people have spoken they want an interview with cheeky crypto again um uh, so yeah <laughs> it's not like he's um it's not like he objects to interviews though you know he, he likes uh, coming on he likes talking about everything obviously we we could get the scoop with with charles again get like midnight updates cardano updates everything that's going on with the new um the transition you know some really interesting things could come off the back of that yeah i mean um the last one was 
was really cool and uh really appreciate the uh the iog media team for for hooking us up with uh an exclusive interview not just an interview an exclusive interview on on midnight and uh obviously they didn't tell us that's what they were doing in uh preparation for it but um yeah hopefully we can we can do something again charles was talking about he likes uh to to do a lot of uh long form content um rather than like shorts and stuff like that but open to to making some changes um so yeah i think that's going to be a really interesting um thing to to see from charles what what happens next with the the type of content that he puts out and he did actually say something that uh i really do resonate with like written form content is dying uh dying off right like let's be honest like uh, who who these days is reading you know uh an announcement from a crypto project in written form they're in my opinion just not there's uh maybe a few people but they're a minority and uh it's all video content you know video content is definitely the the way to articulate you know your your upgrades and your updates and i think there's still a lot of crypto projects that need to learn this i think there's so many that just put out written form content for for updates and don't really put any video content out so i i think that there's some some real big um opportunities that that can happen and uh i think that crypto is going to go through from a project point of view a bit of a a shift in in how they put out content and i think a lot of it's going to be off the back of what charles is saying and doing to be honest with you i think he's gonna probably change the game a little bit from a, a project aspect don't know if you align with that dead silence dead silence <laughs> yeah yeah I, I totally do align um but i've been saying for years even books are dying out Right, people don't mm. want to acknowledge it but like you know people are like oh you can't replace the feel of the of a book right and the, the smell of the pages or whatever i'm like yeah okay sure but it's not gonna last forever it's uh you know technology is moving at see, a rapid pace see i think that there's a business opportunity there because i think they're wrong what about a candle that smells of old book pages <laughs> just burn the I book's mean, done if you're, then, if you're then being brutally you, honest what was the last book you read yeah, then you could have an audiobook and still smell the pages. Yeah. I think audiobooks are um are growing in popularity, podcasts are growing in popularity. Um so it's not just video form, it is also just audio as well. Um you know, and I, I see uh you know, we we see a lot, right? We think about like blockbusters and we think about um Netflix, right? We we talk about it often because it's an example of people not keeping up with the times, right? And cryptocurrency is the new technology. Um, even though it's not really that new at this point, but like it's you know, it's the next newest thing for the financial sector. But it's also uh, something that we can look back and say, Okay, well, there were video, um, VHS, uh, DVDs, Blu-rays, and Blockbuster didn't believe that things would go digital, right? And uh <laughs> Well, we now know where Blockbuster is and we now know where Netflix is, right? And many of these other streaming services as well. And so when we think about written form literature uh, versus, you know, audio form, digitalized and uh, video form, it's a bit of a no-brainer. It's the same kind of thing. It's just it's taking a little bit longer to kind of, you know, die out. And um, that terminology I use quite specifically because 
as horrible as it is, you know, generations do have to pass. Generations who are used to newspapers, because that's something else that you know has started to turn digital, and um, eventually everything will be be in a digital world, and uh, you won't have all of these things. Not only is it better for the environment overall, um, but ultimately it's just uh, it's just progression. And eventually, once the generations um, fortunately do pass on and move on, uh, you'll start to see. Uh, less and less people going to books, less and less people looking at newspapers and all the, the kind of paper materials and the literature materials, and it will be turned into audio or visual, um, in my opinion. I mean, I told you guys off air that um, I'm going to start learning Polish. Mm. I've got Polish nephews, so it would only be right to learn it. It's only only right in my eyes to learn it. But how is it you think you start learning Polish now? Right, it's all through audio, right? Audio. Everything's audio. Your exams are on the computer. So what part of that now becomes paper-based? It's, you know, it's been weaned out the system. You go to the education system, it's the, it's starting to get the same. Uh, I was quite stunned that I was, obviously, I've got a big family. Well, one of my nephews has an iPad for school. Mm. Yeah. Not an hour day. <laughs> I didn't, didn't, yeah, you had like those... Uh really big old computers i mean maybe you're younger than me jb maybe uh i mean chris Not didn't even much. have computers at school um but <laughs> back in the day it's like 1995 the big ass monitors you know um big like towers and stuff but uh yeah and like no and you had uh minesweeper <laughs> yeah, right yeah, yeah. and that was about it um nowadays it's all ipads and um everything is digitalized homework is digitalized um you have portals online on the web you go to and and all that kind of yeah. stuff i mean the, the first computers i think i seen at the school was the original apple computer with it, it was like the transparent <laughs> case with the yes, blue back yes, I, yes, yeah. Yeah, I can remember them being brought into the system but yeah you can see obviously the the, the paper form is starting to die out which i don't think is necessarily a bad thing well back in my day lads <clears throat> um chalkboard <laughs> yeah, yeah, chalk chalkboards were a thing. Like, no, no lie. Um, there was there was uh, whiteboards introduced when I was in secondary school, and so were computers as well. So um, yeah, it was a uh, it's a different time back then. Do you remember the MD uh, MD players? Uh, mini discs, yeah, yeah, mini discs, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, they died off really quick, didn't they? Yeah, um, yeah, so did um, Sony Zune, wasn't it? Um, the the iPod uh, competitor. That didn't last long. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but so did uh, HD DVDs. They didn't last long either. Blu-ray completely smashed past those. Yeah. Um, but of course, you know, even they haven't lasted that long. Yeah, I think... Welcome um, to Tech Talk with the Cheeky Crypto Podcast. Tech Talk, that... Alienware, X16, worth it or not? <laughs> No. <laughs> Matter of fact, I've, I've got to say it, but alien like computers are shit. Yeah, I, I'm on my fourth right now. Uh, so I, I can categorically say disappointed I am, um, and Dell should do better. I, yeah. This stuff is not that difficult. Yeah, out of the box, it will not work. Yes. Hence the bad audio, by the way, guys. Hence the bad audio. <laughs> PC specialist, on the other hand, it's a plug and play. It's been fantastic <laughs> since I bought this one. Uh, uh, it's yeah. just frustrating. <clears throat> I mean, what was mine? Four thousand? Uh, four pounds? and a half, I think. Four and a half thousand pounds for my computer, and all I've got is choppy sound. 
uh, and it crashes whenever it feels like it. It's, um, it's yeah. it is it is a joke. I was uh, looking at Legion. Get a Legion, yeah. Yeah, I was I was looking at that. I, was, uh, I wanted to keep everything in brand. Uh, I, I like that, I like consistency, and uh, like all my monitors are Samsung, and I wanted all the I wanted the desktop to be Alienware, I wanted the laptop to be Alienware. But Jesus, Dell's really starting to want me to switch everything up. <laughs> yeah. I hear you. I hear you. I'm still waiting on my new monitor coming. I can't have. A... I want to buy the Samsung Odysseys, but it wouldn't match the bezels on the other monitors that I have. So I am still waiting on my new monitor coming. But yeah. it is in Edinburgh now, so it should come between oh. today and Monday, apparently. That's good, that's good. Why not use a Mac? I'm not a big Mac fan. Like I use Apple iOS, for example, on the phones and all that kind of stuff and iPads. But when it comes to um, like, like the actual system, there's, there's limitations with Macs. Right? I understand a little bit of Apple script, but like I like to be able to lift the hood, tinker with a few things, and put it back down again right um you can't really do that with apple um so much yeah they're great you can use them they're very user friendly um but that's not really what i want i want something that i can modify um and all that kind of stuff um, there's a lot of love for apple in the chat <laughs> I mean, like, there's nothing wrong with it it's just not doesn't suit my personality you know I, ultimately i like to be able to like for example the very first thing i did when i got this new laptop was i opened it up and I switched out the RAM. I cloned the hard drive. I put two additional hard drives into it. Um, the RAM is actually soldered to the motherboard, so I couldn't touch that, unfortunately. Put it back together again, and then, you know, it's that kind of stuff. Like, you need to be able to take these things apart, fix them if something goes wrong. And with uh, with Apple, you can't really do that. You'll just, uh, you have to go to a genius bar uh, where people are not so smart and um, want to kind of charge you a fortune to fix uh, something that doesn't really need to be fixed. So, yeah, it is what it is. Uh, Alienware is supposed to be really good. But it clearly is not. You you have a personality. God, I, that was a leak. I, I, that was a leak, wasn't it? That's my bad. <laughs> it was a leak. That's like, that's, the, that's the bad AI program, right there. I know uh. exactly. Need to need to uh, you know lift the hood, sort that shit out. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> lift, just lift the wig off and uh, tinker with yeah. a few things. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Um, what have, what else we got in the chat? Well, let's talk about you know what's gonna what's gonna happen next week. It's, it seems like a slow time right now. I mean, news-wise, I th also think events and things like that it's going to be quite slow. It's going to be the week of interest rates. It's going to be that you know we're going to see a lot of interest rates around the world. Some GDP uh, figures from around the world, and I think this is all just going to start to see the markets coil up for the week ahead. Bank, uh, the Bank of Canada's interest rate decision next week. We've got Mexico, you know, some of the smaller countries that, you know, they don't really move the markets much, but it all coils up. And at the following week, we've got CPI, PPI, the FOMC from America. I think the Hinman documents are that week as well. So, you know, we talk about slow times in the space, not a lot happening in the markets, but then you kind of start to see these things, these patterns start to form, the markets coil up. And we actually spoke about it yesterday. Um, I say we, you guys spoke about it yesterday on the AMA about recognizing volatility, how you can see volatility coming. What's what's a good indicator? Now, personally, we talk about indicators. I don't think there is an indicator to tell you about volatility. They're lagging indicators. They're historical. They don't really do much for you about the here, the now, and the next. But you go through news articles. You look through. Um, 
economic calendars and you get a good idea of what's coming in the weeks ahead and you can start to anticipate the way markets are going to move you understand what certain decisions that's the wrong terminology how certain uh, decisions can affect markets both forex crypto <clears throat> and i think the the week following this one coming will be quite a interesting week to say the least well yeah, we know yeah. it's going to be volatile because uh we won't be in the offices <laughs> no no the next again week the next week oh, after that week, so, week after that so the thing is right um hinman emails right a lot of people are bullish on on the release of these you know, ripple <laughs> specifically right ripple is saying you know it's going to be really clear just the corruption and just how bad the sec is um but what if what if there's something really bad in those emails that actually doesn't do what you think it might so a lot of people think that xrp is going to absolutely surge because of the corruption at the sec it's going to be really apparent that this lawsuit is absolute bullshit which you know for the most part i think is going to happen that's going to be true but what if those emails are so damning that it just spooks the entire market because the sec are gunning for crypto you know what i mean i mean it's going to be interesting to see what unfolds here um a lot of people just think that it's going to be um you know all about the uh, the, the ripple versus or uh, sec versus ripple but what if there's uh something else that's uh hinted at in in some of those emails it'd be interesting probably redacted possibly uh probably <laughs> but we'll be interested to find out what's that what's in there um and see how the markets turn um could be really bullish for for, for xrp they may not be what happens if they don't even come out we, we spoke about this as well what happens oh, yeah. if there's a magical fire and yeah. hard drives are wiped oh. you know there's yeah. always a possibility. Yeah, EMP. It's just a magical EMP went off at uh, the SEC, and uh... <laughs> maybe they're using Alienware and it deletes them. <laughs> they have uh, to yeah. do a computer yeah. reset because it don't work reset. properly. Jeez. Yeah. Wow, that's funny. Um, yeah, yeah. Now, would it be interesting to see what unfolds? There's a lot going on for sure. Mm. Well, well, so we we got here. We've got. Um, actually something that is properly crypto related and Bron were saved i don't know if you guys have seen this but Bron were saved from a 500 million dollar hack obviously by these so-called white hack white hat at hackers easy for me to say a Jeez. white hat hacker um yeah. i wanted to be a white hat hacker at one point um i was gonna i was all geared up to take the courses to learn all about it and then uh, the government's like i oh, know we don't want people learning about this and they all got shut down and I, I missed it by like a couple of weeks and enrolling on it gutted i could have been a white hat good. hacker that would have been great fun <laughs> so according to the wallets lab security team cyber security team tron were saved from a 500 million dollar Hat, eh, risk that these white hat hackers um, exposed within multi-sig wallets now I don't fully understand how it's a possibility but you know it's basically saying that any signer for a multi-sig could have double vote powers which what I understand is it would outright a secondary vote so basically one party could have access over the signatures of others by the double vote um, mechanism that was you know it was kind of there 
which is concerning because it, it kind of defies the, the purpose of a, a multi-sig wallet if one person can sign it twice granted it's a multi-signature but it's the same person twice so you know it's good to see it nipped in the bud before it was exposed but it should never have um, been a possibility yeah I mean uh, I, I get that at the same time you know were they employed to find vulnerabilities um, by the project team or was it just a group that were doing it you know rogue and you know just highlighting it i think you know i i was on the um private call with uh the ledger cto yesterday and um they were talking about security and some of the stuff that they that they do process wise um and i thought it was really interesting because they did talk about these uh these uh, hacker groups that you know they they employ to to find vulnerabilities and then uh, obviously close those down so um it for me depends on you know how it came about if it was like say just a, a random group that did it um then yeah that sort of stuff shouldn't happen but if it was a, a company that they've employed to to do that job uh, and to find those vulnerabilities then I think that's an okay sort of position because you know it's 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 there for for this very purpose, right? And uh, it safeguards you know investors and and the project. So um, I've said many times that uh, there's no need for for people in this space to, to to lose their crypto funds because we have a fantastic cybersecurity sector within the crypto space with the likes of Lossless, just to to name one. Um, there are many others, um, you know, that can can kind of mop up and uh, you know freeze those assets with their um, you know cybersecurity processes that they've got. So uh, I think these hacks and and stuff that happen, there is no need for them to happen. Um, people shouldn't be losing money in this space due to these hacks, you know, bridge hacks or or whatever you know multi-sig hacks they might be. Um, I think that it's really bad form uh, from any project team moving forward um, that suffers a, a hack and there's loss of, uh, you know, investors' money. I just don't think there's a need for it. But, you know, that's kind of my thoughts on it. What about you, you Nick? What are your thoughts? Yeah, I, I think it is very unnecessary. Um, definitely don't need to have um, losses at this point in in crypto to be honest with you not with as you say the security protocols that are out there but uh above and beyond those things yeah i mean there's a couple of things to kind of consider one obviously is these vulnerabilities existed in the first place i would always be questioning why they would exist in the first place um specifically something like that um which you would have thought would have been the whole you know <laughs> the whole point of a multi-sig wallet is that one person can't multi-sign, right? Um, so I would I would question, okay, how does that vulnerability exist in the first place? Specifically, if I was running like a foundation or whatever, and that kind of crops up and like, well, who coded that in the first place? Um, because that person needs to be named and shamed. Um, but, you know, I'd be looking at that. But, you know, as I say, it's probably someone uh, who has been hired or a group that's been hired uh, to find vulnerabilities within uh, within it because white hat hackers um then usually it can be a group and um, they'll charge 10 percent on whatever they can uh you know prevent that kind of stuff um you know and if they say 500 million it's millions all right isn't it so that bit of change for for a bit of a 
a job to find some easy vulnerability within multi-sigs um say easy vulnerability but like a vulnerability within multi-sigs like that so yeah it's a good thing obviously it's been found um, it can be worked on and uh, and corrected and uh yeah interesting times yeah it really is um but yeah like i say i think these it, it depends on how it came about kind of my thoughts on it mm. that's cool um garling house is very very bold at the moment um you know he's uh saying that uh it's gonna be a ripple win he's very confident in a ripple win and um yeah i mean fair play to him i mean he spent a lot of money doing this he was that confident but again uh, a lot of these uh ceos of projects um you do have to be a little bit careful from time to time i think brad's okay but uh, you never know what's your thoughts on uh on brad garninghouse chris oh i think he's uh a really good ceo and um i think that he's obviously bullish uh and um confident that they're gonna get the 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 result they're looking for and that must be for very good reason maybe they've seen the mm. the emails and oh, they, they know have what, already they have already yeah. seen them, yeah so you know like that should you know uh ring alarm bells for for for, for people that you know the sec are, are likely to lose this so, i mean it's really unusual for somebody to, to to come out very very confident unless they know something that the vast majority of people i.e us don't know right um you know i recently experienced a like a a lawsuit and um knew damn well going into it that you know we were going to come out you know victorious um and i was very bold in, in what i was saying but that was because i i i knew that the the, the case had now uh, no foundation and um you know the the person suing was never going to win um and i kind of feel that brad's in kind of a similar position i think he understands what they're being sued for and whatever's contained in these emails is going to blow it out of the water i think you know if it, you can't just be as bold as he is without being very very confident on knowing what the result's going to be and uh, uh brad garlinhouse is not surrounding himself with you know cheap lawyers and and stuff like that right like he's got probably like the the best of the best around him advising him um and you know i've said this for 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 many months matter of fact i even said it when the the lawsuit happened uh you know years ago now um i i was very confident that you know ripple would uh win or there would be a settlement and uh, as time's gone on it's it's clear that um the sec are not willing to to give clarity so you know a uh, settlement is you know out of the question unless that changes and obviously you know the sec could see that they're going to lose and they could just go and give clarity but i still think they're they're going to be thinking about the money because i think that's why it all revolves around it's about making you know uh crypto technology or blockchain technologies uh life very very difficult it's about going after the 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 me the, the small to medium players um and i think they bit off a bit more than they could chew with with ripple uh and xrp so um 
I think they got a bit complacent, uh, the SEC. I think they were, you know, getting lots of these smaller projects, you know, just um, straight up, you know, bowing down and just paying fines or, you know, losing in court. And I, I think they got a, a bit big bit big for their boots and i think they've uh they've been found out but i think they've been found out every step of the way with this lawsuit i think it's um it's a lawsuit that from a, a you know a, a i guess a public perspective and maybe some of the the ceos of some of these projects have, have been watching it closely i'd imagine they were um slash r um and, and and taking note of what's going on because uh i i think that it is very likely that um ripple ripple win this this lawsuit i saw bitboy come out and say that you know it, it wasn't a guarantee anymore um and i have no hold no on idea. hold on hold on what's not a guarantee anymore uh ripple winning the lawsuit hold on hold on it was a guarantee before Apparently he was guaranteeing it to everyone, yeah. Um, but like I, I think that it was a a guaranteed win based on the shit show from the SEC recently uh, in the lawsuit. And uh, yeah, like I don't know where what angle he's coming from. So, yeah, if I just um, rewind that a second, he now thinks the uh, the Ripple were really in a really strong position, and now these Hinman emails are going to come out. They're in a weaker position. Yeah, um, Brad, Brad Garlinghouse thinks he's in really a strongest position. Okay. <laughs> look, 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 look. I'm just, I'm just going to put it out there. I think um, there's, there's a lot of nonsense that is, is, is put out there, and I, I also think that there's influencers, and I'm not suggesting that BitBoy is doing this, but there are influencers that will say, uh, you know, Ripple are guaranteed to win, yeah, and then later on be like, Ripple are not guaranteed to win this lawsuit by any stretch of the imagination. And then they've got both sides, right? So when the the outcome happens, yeah, I told you it wasn't a guarantee. Or I told you it was guaranteed back in, you know, I I just think that there's a a bit of playing both sides going on. uh, And it's really not about what's actually going on with the the lawsuit and um, what the outcome is. you know they they perceive the outcome to to be i think there's a case of it's getting close now i've got to look like i was right all along um and we've seen this like time and time again i mean ftx was a was a prime example right um sam bankman freed um you know was uh stealing some policy stuff that the big boy was working on uh big boy was calling him out for it that then somehow morphed into you know i told you that ftx was going to fail and uh I don't remember those words ever being uttered uh, from that individual, but you know, I, I think there's just a, a, a lot of um, you know smoke and mirrors going on with with a number of of influencers, and uh, I think you know your, your casual viewer probably doesn't pick up on it. Like if you're watching it all the time, um, then then the chances are it's 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 hard to avoid not seeing it. But um, yeah, like not trying to bash anybody, I just think. That's that's kind of the, the the game that some of these people are playing. Yeah, I won't add anything to that. I feel I will not add uh, anything of. It's <laughs> gonna leave it right there. Just Let saying it, it as corner. I. I'm just say saying it as I see it, right? And um, you know, it's one of those. But yeah, look, I think um, I think Ripple are gonna win this case. Uh, I, 
my my thought process has never changed when everybody was selling when when obviously the the, the lawsuit was launched um i was buying yeah same we were buying at very good prices xrp yeah. is uh yeah, wow but we, yeah, were, like, we were buying a lot cheaper than that because we were buying um during 2020 on the way uh towards the flare snapshot and then yeah. after the flare snapshot the lawsuit got dropped prices come right back down to 17 cent we're like great just buy some more then <laughs> yeah and, like uh, there was yeah. there was a, there was a lot of panic wasn't there and for for us it was like uh yeah i'm buying more i don't know why people are panicking like i just can't see this being a legitimate lawsuit and and that was right at the very start and uh people can go back through the videos and, and yeah. see all the history I, I was originally saying that the world's a very big place it's bigger than just yeah. the us it, it, it is the us are really um they're not setting themselves up for for success with with uh, you know being the way they are with this technology like um you're seeing even china potentially doing a u-turn on on crypto bands and stuff like that and uh releasing um their own web free platform and and all sorts of different things going on around the world right and that's just you know one part of the world um i do think that the us are going to do some some level of u-turn at some point when they realize that they are literally the only place in the world alongside canada um that don't seem to be uh willing to to embrace something that's going to do a lot of good in the in the world and i really do believe that crypto and blockchain technology is going to do an awful lot of good around the world if you you know look at parts of the world where they have no internet even parts of america don't have access to to the internet right a large percentage of people in the us don't have access to to banking believe it or not like and uh, there'd be a lot of people that don't even realize it that live in america um and blockchain technology is going to change a lot of that it's going to you know uh, connect the unconnected it's going to bank the unbanked it's going to give id and sovereignty to, to to many um everything will be tokenized on the blockchain uh, this is something that we've been saying so since 2020 blackrock obviously been watching some of our early videos nick because they're now <laughs> coming out and suggesting that uh we were right all along uh, they failed to mention our channel um and they're trying to take the glory for themselves um Bastards. but you know i know i know um wasted we were back then um obviously some fans in in some very high places uh jokes aside um you know stocks will be tokenized real estate will be will be tokenized um the banking sector is 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 a big sector um you know housing i i touched on housing in the ama uh for members yesterday uh and, and what i kind of expect to happen when it comes to commercial and uh residential real estate um you know if you want to find out more wait for that video to drop uh next week um but like that's 34 trillion dollars worth of real estate just the commercial stuff right worldwide um that will all be tokenized so i don't i'm getting fed up with uh, hearing about market cap we you know <laughs> 34 just get your heads around this right real estate in my my mind is going to be tokenized right it alleviates an awful lot of nonsense that we currently have when it comes to to buying and selling homes 
uh, it will all be on the blockchain. You'll be able to to just do it instantly. You won't need all this solicitor bullshit and, and stuff like that. It will all be done on the blockchain, smart contracts, the lot, tokenized. You'll be able to buy, you know, um, micro percentages of, of, of properties as investments. Uh, I think it's going to be game changing for, for real estate. So when people tell me that ADA can't get to, to $100 because of market cap, and they say this all the time, you know, regardless of which project it is, um, 34 trillion just in commercial real estate. We're not even getting into to like the other financial instruments that are out there and, uh, you know, sectors, um, just real estate alone. I mean, just get your head around that, Nick. Oh yeah, I know. I'm already all there. You know, it's done. Yeah, quadrillions, mm. trillions. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but at the end of the day, right? Um, it's it's going to be a, a process to get there. It's not like we're saying it's going to instantaneously happen. Um, but there is a path here forward. Do you think Swift started out with with the money the way that it yeah. was now? Right? I think they started with with all the countries. Look, yeah, we're going to just going to just going to use one company. Let's flick the switch. Yeah. We'll do that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They, they they battle first, and then they realise it's inevitable, and it's going to happen. And uh, you know, it's if you go through history, you you're, you see this time and time again. Uh, I think you know it's human nature to to be forgetful when it comes to to, to what's happened in the past. In in a year's time, Nick, everybody's going to be back just holding their crypto on exchanges like no exchange has ever failed. Um, yeah. You know, like everybody's memory is really really um small um it's memory like you know, a sieve yeah it's uh much much shorter memory than than we we should have and um you know this is why uh we're working with the community to build a list of everybody that's been involved in uh scam projects rug pulls so when you can you know you you, you do your research you will have a list of you know all the people that we can possibly find that have been involved with with a scam project and then you can evaluate whether you know um you want to invest in in say uh x project um you know that's got a team member that was once involved with a project that was a rug pull doesn't necessarily mean that that person's a criminal or that person uh did anything bad or knew about the scam but they were on a team that was a scam or a rug pull and um you know these sorts of things initiatives that we're working on i think uh, are going to be very very supportive as people you know try to to navigate the space we're already seeing so many new projects popping up Nick, for real estate yeah and uh, you actually touched on something quite interesting i don't know if this is true or not but uh, apparently memory uh, you don't actually remember the memory as such you remember the last time you remembered it so over a period of time, your memory gets foggier because you're not really remembering the event. You're just remembering, remembering the remembering of the remembering. <laughs> that makes sense. Um, so it kind of makes sense that over a period of time, you start to get that kind of foggy. The details become foggy and you don't necessarily um, you know, remember everything, all the details of it. In crypto, I think it's compounded just by greed as well. Right. Yeah. And uh, this euphoria of, oh, my God, the market's going up. I've made X amount of gains. Uh, just, yeah. You know, and people's memories can just start to, to really deteriorate and blinded by, by greed. Um, but interesting, nonetheless. Yeah, I think all these these subjects are really interesting. I think that, you know, we're, we're going through, you know, what we we saw with um, the Internet craze, you know, with all these different 
you know projects starting up some were fraudulent some were you know just um companies that just didn't succeed and uh, i think we're going through that same process with with crypto um you know there's the same level of scrutiny um for for crypto now as there was you know when the internet was starting up and people were talking about emails and you know they i I remember seeing interviews and you know you can probably search for them but like you know these tv hosts being like well why would i you know type out an email when i could just phone them you know and Mm -hmm. uh yeah I, i just think that we're going through that same process there why would i use crypto when i could just send a bank transfer it's not until they use it and they realize how quick and cheap it is that actually it's it's worth doing it's it's that that initial fight yeah it's the same that's like that that, you say it's that initial fight and i find that email thing quite funny because uh why not just phone them why send an email now it's uh send an email but if you've got no caller id no one's picking up that phone to you now (laughs) if we don't know who you are uh, you're not getting answered to if you're phoning and you haven't already text to say that you're phoning you're not getting answered and if there's not a good understanding as to why you're phoning in the first place then why the hell am i going to pick that phone up right um (laughs) times have evolved (laughs) i had had an interesting conversation yesterday so this guy rung me to find out when would be a good time to ring me so so you could imagine me i'm like you are kidding me right and he's like well uh no i need to know a good time to to call it wasn't the guy that was calling me that he was uh you know organizing this for i was like why didn't you just get the guy to ring me like we're on a call now (laughs) like it was just I, i was like are you kidding me um yeah i just can't get my head around some some of the the stuff that happens but um yeah i don't think i'll be going with them (laughs) <laughs> uh, so, so it's interesting times like i said um people are resistant to these things uh until of course they start using it and then it makes sense because, right yeah it's because uh people generally are um against change they 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 don't like change and uh you know they they like things the way they are it sounds it sounds crazy but um you know i worked in in project management and uh you know i i used to go into to businesses that were failing and and basically turn them around and that involves an awful lot of change right and you have to get rid of a few people because they're like you know resisting the 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 change that needs to happen and uh yeah like you see it in day-to-day life i think it's the the same with uh technology and you know new emerging technology at, at that um and crypto is very, very challenging to understand, right? It is to uh, so people who are fresh into it. I think once you've been in it for a couple of years, it becomes quite, well, quite comfortable. I, I, I don't know. Like, I think you can be in crypto and you can be in crypto. I think they're two different. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's two people different who things. are in crypto but might not necessarily know how to use certain tools. Yeah, and you've got influencers that are in crypto. <laughs> yeah they also don't understand they don't understand crypto so like i think there's there's levels of being in it like and ingrained in it like i'm not gonna you know sit here and say like i am the most uh tech savvy individual when it comes to 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 cryptocurrency because there's there's far more technically minded individuals that know far more about the underlying technology than myself uh so i will uh 
you know explain that to sit to the audience um but there are people that are blagging it at the same time as if they know way more than they actually do know so um yeah i think we just need to, so to be aware just of that giving away my secrets chris jeez <laughs> <laughs> he's a pretender i'm a pretender <laughs> Pretenders. Oh, the pretenders. Uh, yeah, there you go. Okay. Um, mm. Segway. I think uh, unless there's something else you want to kind of discuss, we may may wrap it up there. What do you think? Mm. Who Is knows there... where Doak One is? <laughs> He's supposed it's to be in prison. One for you. It's supposed, it's to, supposed be to be, but there's conflicting articles out right now. Apparently, the four hundred thousand bail has been approved. Then the next article, the four hundred thousand bill has been rejected, <laughs> and oh, the US are now trying to extradite him. as cat. That's what that is. He's both yeah, in prison exactly. and not in prison. <laughs> uh, in the meantime, Con Ton has uh, left the country on his new yeah. passport. There you go. Yeah. Oh dear. Yeah. Uh, and on that note, final thoughts, Chris. Final thoughts. Enjoy your weekend. Um. Be prepared for volatility, because uh, I think you know we've we've got volatility uh, volatility on the way. Volatility, JB. Final thoughts. Three final thoughts today. First of all, massive congratulations to Kajito. Uh, I'd like to see it was a very successful launch yesterday. It was good to see, um, you know, Kajito going live. So congratulations to Kajito. Secondly, I'm going to get very drunk today. We have a party, and I'm very much looking forward to it. And lastly, you know what it's always going to be, guys. If you are going to trade, please do trade safely. Have a nice tight stop loss. Make great gains while staying safe in the space. And I'll see you in the next one. Fantastic. And uh, I'll echo um, what everyone said there. Just uh, have a great weekend. Get drunk. Be merry. And uh, if you're going to trade, trade safe. <laughs> Drink responsibly. Drink responsibly. <laughs> don't trade when you're drunk either. So that's a good don't one. Don't do that. Yeah, don't do that. All right, guys. Until the next one, have a fantastic weekend and we'll catch you later.